0: Hello and welcome to episode 4, season 2 of Storytime for Weirdos, The First Pact, part 2. Moments passed as the ship juked and wove. Jillian gripped the armrests of her chair even though the gravitational gyroscopes negated the effects of the movement. It has stopped, said Felix. Dr. Hibbert, the object behaved oddly. It changed trajectory in response to our movement, slowed precipitously, and stopped a few meters from the hull. That is strange, said Jillian. Let's take a look. A silver ovoid the size of a watermelon floated off the starboard side of the ship. "'Are we reading anything from it?' asked Jillian, suddenly breathless. "'Dr. Hibbert, this object's trajectory suggests that it came from the nebula,' said Felix. "'It has similar radiological readings as the nebula.' "'Is it dangerous?' Jillian asked. "'The radiation levels are low,' Felix replied. "'However, I would urge caution, Dr. Hibbert. This is highly unusual.' Let's bring it on board for a closer look, said Julian. Dr. Hibbert, I strongly advise against that course of action, said Felix emphatically. We'll keep it in quarantine, reasoned Julian. I'm supposed to collect samples. Dr. Hibbert, Felix began. Felix, I'm here to study the nebula, and this object just came shooting out of it with the same radiation signatures. And it did so in response to our stimulating a field of photosensitive silver heloid crystals in the nebula. And you want me to ignore it? asked Gillian rhetorically. I see your point, doctor, replied Felix. I just urge caution. Fine. Cautiously bring it on board and put it in quarantine, she said, exasperated. An hour later, Gillian peered through a thick pane of glass at the silver ovoid. Hal sat on her lap, a silver loaf of comforting fur. "'It's rather pretty,' she said. "'What is it composed of?' "'An alloy of some sort,' Felix replied. "'Platinum, silver, and other more durable metals. "'I'd recommend against invasive sampling at this point.' "'I agree,' Gillian said. "'I'm tired. We'll review all the data from today in the morning.' She deposited Hal in the chair as she left the lab to get dinner and prepare for bed. Hal remained in the lab, staring at the shiny ovoid with feline intensity. Dr. Hibbert had been sleeping for several hours when another alarm went off. "'Felix, what is it?' she shouted over the alarm, shrugging into a bathrobe. "'I do not know, doctor,' replied Felix, reducing the volume of the alarm." There appears to be some kind of system-wide short in the lab. I cannot access any cameras or sensors in that room. Jillian ran to the lab and found the door sealed shut. She accessed the manual crank and opened it slightly. Nothing seemed immediately dangerous as she peered through the crack. The lights flickered in the lab, but nothing appeared broken. She opened the door wider and stepped in. At the other end of the room, the hatch to the quarantine chamber hung open. She gasped and ran across the room, slamming the hatch shut. She looked inside. The silver ovoid shimmered in the flickering light, undisturbed. She turned, letting out a sigh, and saw Hal laying on the floor, twitching. Jillian let out a cry and scooped up the cat off the floor. Felix, she shouted, remembering that the computer was shut out of the lab. She ran out of the room, cradling her Beloved feline. Once in the hallway, she made her way to the medical pod located in a niche off her bedroom. She deposited Hal in the pod. Felix, scan Hal, she ordered. Scanning Hal, he responded. Dr. Hibbert, what did you find in the lab? Not now, Felix, she replied, distraught. Dr. Hibbert, Hal's last known location was in the lab, Felix reasoned. An understanding of the state of the lab will assist in my diagnosis. Fine, she replied. The hatch to the quarantine was open. I closed it. Felix spent a few minutes processing this information. Doctor Hibbert, the scan is complete. The good news is that Hal appears to be healthy. However, there are physical changes that I cannot explain," said Felix. "What do you mean?" asked Jillian as she opened the pod. Hal jumped out of the open hatch onto the device. His skull has been substantially reshaped," Felix started to reply. Hello, Gillian! said Hal. Gillian gasped in shock. Hal, she said. Yes, he replied. That is what I am known as. I was transformed by our mutual friend, so I could speak to you. Our mutual friend? Gillian asked. Yes, he. The cat cocked his head in contemplation of the pronoun. Yes, that is correct, I suppose. He wants to make a deal with you. Dr. Hibbert, Felix interjected, I must advise you to jettison the nebula sample. It is proven to be dangerous. What? She said, still stunned by the turn of events. I must further advise you to euthanize Hal, the computer continued. No, she replied, shocked at the suggestion. I'm not killing Hal. The sample didn't hurt him. It just changed him. Dr. Hibbert, Felix began. Absolutely not, Felix, Julian exclaimed. Perhaps we should adjourn to the lab, Hal suggested. What, Jillian asked, eyeing the cat. We can converse, uninterrupted, replied the cat. Dr. Hibbert, Felix interjected. No, she shouted. Both of you, shut up. Both the cat and computer sat silently as Gillian took a few deep breaths. Felix, we need to get the lab up and running, she said. Yes, Dr. Hibbert, Felix replied. Hal, she said, addressing her cat. I want to examine you further once the lab is functioning. You will make yourself comfortable there. Yes, Gillian, Hal replied. She escorted the cat back to the lab and returned to her bed, where she stared at the ceiling until Felix interrupted her. Dr. Hibbert, the lab is functioning, Felix said, bringing the lights up. Thank you, Felix, Gillian replied coolly. She went about her morning routine, collecting her breakfast in the galley and walking to the lab. Doctor, before you continue, I would like to apologize, said Felix. Oh, she said, pausing at the door to the lab. Upon further analysis, it was hasty to advise you to euthanize Hal, the computer continued. Thank you, Felix, she said. I know you have my best interests in mind, and I will be more cautious going forward. She entered the lab and set down a bowl of food for Hal. His tail twitched, but he silently began to eat. Over breakfast, Jillian reviewed the scans of Hal and the sensor log prior to the power in the lab going out. Hal's physiology had been modified to allow him to speak, although his brain remained the same. How he was speaking without a functional language center was a mystery. Have you finished your work? Hal asked. His voice was the same pitch and tenor as his meow had been. He sounded like a child. Sure, she replied. Now, what did you want to tell me? Our friend, the Nebula. Sure, she said. May I finish? He asked, annoyed. Sorry, she said. The ability to speak had not changed Hal's attitude. As I was saying, he continued, our friend would like for you to touch the relic he sent. Once you do, he will provide you with a modicum of his power. In exchange, you will take the relic with you so that others of your kind can make the same pact. That's all. She asked. That's it, he replied. Okay, she said. I'm going to think about what to do with all of this. First, though, I'm going to do the dishes. Julian locked the door to the lab and walked to the galley. She started washing the dishes. Well, Felix, she said, what do you make of this? I stand by my recommendation to jettison the nebula sample, the computer replied. I'm beginning to agree with you, she said. It's weird enough that it made Hal talk. I don't need to make any packs with sentient nebula. She went about the rest of the day reviewing the data from the drones and performing maintenance. After dinner, she took a bowl of food to Hal in the lab. Hello, doctor, he said, as if it were normal. She sat and stared at the silver ovoid while he ate. Hal, she said, I'm sorry, but I have to get rid of this thing. I'm not going to touch it, and I'm not taking it back with me. She was interrupted by a blinding flash of light, followed by total darkness. She shouted and tried to crouch behind the table, but found herself floating above it. The gravity, along with all the power in the ship, was off. Our friend didn't like your answer, Hal said from the darkness. Your choice now is to touch the relic, and he will grant you the power to save yourself, or wait for death. Jillian floated in the darkness. It could have been her imagination, but the air felt cold and stuffy. The silver ovoid glowed with an eerie light, beckoning her. Earth Orbit, One Year Later Felix One, this is Lunar Station. What's your destination? I'm coming home, Lunar Station, came the answer. Welcome back, Dr. Hibbert. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of Storytime for Weirdos, a bi-weekly podcast with new episodes posted on the first and third Saturday of every month.